Welcome to the Sermon of the Week at New Hope Community Church. We hope that you're blessed and encounter God's presence as you listen to this message. Harvest 300, that's what the, my son-in-law had a dream uh, that the Lord had given him, a vision of, of seeing people being added to the church. Not numbers, but people. This is the heart of the Father, to reach the nations, to reach the communities, to reach the people that are around us. When the pastor gives a word like that, that he, he, he challenges us all to get on board, to believe that uh, he didn't have pepperoni that night, but that he believed that he heard a word from Almighty God. Amen. Knowing my son-in-law, I know that he doesn't uh, come out of uh, nowhere with stuff. He's just a very, very uh, uh, mature individual that he hears God and, and even stepping out with a, a vision or a dream was way out of character, but building more character in Steve as a pastor. I, I believe that with all my heart. I, I believe when a pastor gives a word like that, that we as a people need to get behind it. I learned that from experience. The last church that I was at in... Uh, at Joy Community. When I got there, the pastor was dying from uh, brain cancer. He was a friend of mine for years. I felt amazingly called to this church in the inner city of Rochester. I knew God had called me there. When I got there, the pastor who was dying said, called me in, and I went to see him, and he said to me, Tony, you are the man to take this church to its next level. And then he said to me, I want to give you Isaiah 54, verses 3 and 4. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Spare not. Lengthen the cords and strengthen your pegs. And you will spread abroad to the right and to the left. And your descendants will possess the nations. And they will resettle the desolate city. Cities. When he gave me that word, I, I took hold of it as a word from God, a word from the pastor, a word from the founder of the church. And I began to preach about it. I began to tear it apart. I brought the eldership in and tore every word apart in that and spoke to them about the enlargement and stretching out. And God wanted to do something. And uh, they had been there for 18 years and, and it stayed 100 white folks in a church that was in the middle of the hood. And I knew God wanted to change something. He was seeking to save the community. And, and I needed to have a new opportunity of vision for the future of that church. So every, everything I did was to look and seek. How do I stretch it out? How do I enlarge it? How did I strengthen the pegs? It kept... I kept seeking, Lord, which way? And eventually, we bought the building to the left. We, bought the, we, we were donated by the city, a house behind it. God started to stretch out because God spoke a word from a godly man, and I was willing enough to take hold of it, and so was the body of Christ at Joy Community. And we saw the enlargement, and we saw the community come in. And we saw the church grow and expand because they believed that they had a heard, heard a word from God and that it was conveyed to them. I believe it's the same thing for us here. 
We've heard a word, Harvest 300. It's only the beginning of that which the Lord would do. And giving uh, Steve that word to be able to say, we want more people. God wants a bigger family. And we are the, the people who need to recognize that. It's not about numbers or, you know, when people used to say to me, Pastor Tony, we need more money, I'd say, we need more people. It's about people. All the needs of the church is about people. Amen. And we would look and we would seek the Lord. So here we have the, this uh, vision that Steve gives to us. And, and, and he, the, the word that comes out of Luke chapter 19 is he came to seek, say seek, seek, and save the lost. We need to be seekers of those that are lost. We need to seek out people that are lost. We need to have our hearts set for the decency of mankind. We need to reach out beyond our borders and, and see the harvest come. Evangelism. Sometimes that word gets so weird. People get weird about it. But my heart is, it's not weird. Jesus is not weird. He's extraordinary. Amen. And we have this opportunity now to, to become uh, those that seek and save the lost. In the book of Matthew chapter uh, 4, verses 18 and 19, Jesus is walking by uh, the, uh, the waters and he sees uh, the fishermen there. He sees uh, Andrew and Peter. And, and he tells them, drop your nets and follow me. I will make you fishers of men. Fishers of men. You know, allegorically looking at the word fishers, why is the Lord uh, saying to them, I'll make you fishers of men? Why didn't he say, I'll make you sowers of seeds? Why didn't he say, I'll, I'll make you soul winners? Or builders of men. He said fishers. He knew they knew how to fish. And he knew that they knew where the fish were. He knew that they knew how to use bait. He knew what depths the fish were at. When to fish. They understood what it meant to be a fisherman, and he translated it into, I'll make you fishers of men. Yeah. We're all asked to fish, Amen. to seek. We all have different ponds and streams in which to fish in. Some are in this, into youth, like Chris downstairs, or Josiah. Some are into um, the married couples, or, or the single couples, or for me, my heart was always for single parents and kids. It was for wounded people, wounded, hurting people. I love to fish there. I felt I had that which was necessary, that, that God had called me to fish in that pond. 
widows and prodigals. When was the last time you went fishing? Where are the people of at your workplace, the school, your neighborhood, different places for different fish? In your neighborhoods, opportunities are knocking at your door. Do you see a for sale sign in your neighborhood? And then someone takes it down and a new family comes into your neighborhood? Don't go give them a track. Go and give them a cookie. <laughs> go and share love. Go and build relationship. Go and extend your hand. Do you know where the Wegmans is? Give them information. Let them know you're down the street. If you need anything, I'm here for you. They will catch what's in your heart. They will understand the bait that you have, that Jesus Christ is attractive to sinners, Amen. that you have the bait of a worm or a, or a squid or a lure. But here you're extending your love through the fruit of the Spirit. Yes. The fruit of the Spirit, love and joy and kindness and goodness, and self-control, and peace, and patience, and gentleness, and faithfulness. This is the, the fruit is, it, it, when it's abundant in your life, and you extend fruit, who can turn it away? Right. Right. So many of us, I am a, a believer in the word, I love the word of the Lord, but, but the word is, is, a, is a sword. Some of you want to teach your children about Jesus Christ using the sword. Show them the fruit. Amen. Let them see it in your life. Let it be abundant in your life. And they'll come asking you, where do you get that fruit from? Right. Reaching out to our neighbors. Yes, we want to bring the word. But our Lord always, he moved in compassion before he moved. He felt something for the people. We want to be able to be patient and know the depth in which to fish. You can't meet somebody and all of a sudden start prophesying over the individual. I mean, as much as you, that happens, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but for the most part, it's too deep too quick. It's a love that kind of brings them in a relationship that draws them in because the fruit of the Spirit is so developed in you. You can fish and, and you could drag it behind a boat or you could drop it deep and then you have to reel it in and you reel it in with patience. And sometimes you're sitting there just waiting, seeking, hoping, you could fish off the dock, or you could go deep sea fishing, or fly fishing, offshore fishing. There are people that, that, that do things differently, people that are capable. I don't want to go offshore. I want to be right next to the land. 
there, there are people that do things differently. It's okay. But I'm challenging us this morning in the spirit of evangelism to, to say to you, do it with love. I taught at Elam Bible Institute for several years in the classes that I taught the students would be released to go to NYSEM down in, in um, New York City. And I would notice every year they'd come back and they would tell me, eh, I got uh, four people got saved and this guy, this guy got saved. And, that guy. And, and eventually I said to them, what was the guy's name? Where, where, where was he from? Did you get it? Any relate? Did you build? Did you share the love, understanding, talking to people, or did you just go in and dive in and build relationship? We need to build relationship with people. If there are prodigals out there in the prayer room, they were crying out for the prodigals. Do you know a prodigal? Somebody that was in this church and not in this church anymore. Seek them out and take them out to lunch. Don't be heavy-handed. Just hear their hearts. Listen to them. Laugh with them. Show mercy to them. Show kindness to them. Gentleness to them. And let the Lord start moving Amen. on their hearts. For God is a God of love. And love never fails. Right. We don't want to just not allow ourselves to be tender-hearted. The time of day that we fish, the timing of the Lord. Sometimes it's just not the right time to start speaking something so deep and personal that's the spiritual life of an individual. It, it, it's almost rude. And I'm, I'm saying that as a soul winner for over 40 years. The things that I've learned... I remember when I was younger in the Lord, my wife kicked me under the table so many times I had black and blues on my leg because all I did was go for the jugular. I went for getting them saved. But Tony, we're eating macaroni meatballs and they got meatballs in their mouth and you're, get, and you're hitting them with... It wasn't the right time. I've learned how to sow seeds water seeds and see God grow something. If somebody else reaps, that's wonderful. But I want to tell you that the most attractive thing that we have is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the blessed Holy Spirit in us, which produces this fruit, which are the characteristics of Jesus Christ. It's who Jesus Christ is. We love your gifts and how, how people move in the gifts. But I want to major in the fruits. The gifts have different expressions. You know, you, you find somebody who's, who's had an accident and, and, the, and the prophetic individual says, I, I told you so. I told you that would happen. While the teacher says, this kid could have been avoided. The, the, the one who's filled with service says, let me help you up. The exhorter says you'll get better. The giver says this money can help. The leader says get that gurney here. And the merciful person says poor guy. 
There's all types of different people using different gifts. And they all have their place. It's powerful. You, you don't want to put a prophetic person working in the emergency room. As, as the, as the, you know, the people come in, they go, what did you do? What did you do? You, di you did something. You want mercy at the door. Greeting them, loving them. Sure, there's a day when the prophetic moves in and says, you know, you could have. But you don't want to, you want it, the, the expression of the Lord always leads with love. And in Luke chapter 7, verse 11, we find Jesus showing us that. Verse 11, and it came about soon afterwards that he went to the city called Nain, and his disciples were going along with him, accompanied by a large multitude. There's a large multitude following Jesus into the city. Now as he approached the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a sizable crowd from the city was with her, a single parent is moving out of the city. The only child that she has is dead. She's a widow. She was a single mom. Jesus sees the crowd coming out of the city with death while he is going into the city with life. Amen. And life encounters death. Yeah. And Jesus moves with compassion. He says, and when the Lord saw her, he felt compassion for her. You gotta move with compassion for people. You can't be so hard line that that, you, that, that, that word comes out and it, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It kind of cuts. You gotta have compassion for the wounded people. The majority of them are not wounded, they're not rebellious, they're just wounded. They've been wounded somewhere. Someone hurt them, someone crisscrossed their wires. And they've become lost. Their exposed place has become infected. But we are a people of compassion to listen, to understand. The funeral was stopped and Jesus raises up this boy and gives the boy back to his mother. That's incredible. That is so incredible for me. We have the good Samaritan, you know the story, the priest and the Levite pass him up and the Samaritan. And, and Jesus says, who, who, did, who did you think did the best? And, he, and the person with compassion, the person who said, here's a couple of bucks, take care of this person. Do you think that person might have sought that individual out? Say, who are you? Why did you do that for me? It's simple things. A card, a text to a person in your office that is not the sweetest individual. Do you know that's possibly the reason why God put you in that office? First of all, to pray and watch for an opportunity to do something kind. It goes against everything. Every, I mean, everything you're feeling to do something like that. And, and you might not get the response that you want, but don't stop, because love never fails. Amen. Seek, pray yes. for them. Had a, 
uh, I was in Australia, ministering in Australia, and I was ministering to single parents and kids, and uh, it was at um, uh, uh, in uh, Sydney, and, and there was a, a young girl. She w- she was dressed all in black, had that black makeup. Uh, what do they call a gothic type of thing? Really, you know, pierced and everything. Her mother, when her mother tried to sign the girl in for the weekend, was like just, you know, the girl ran away, and the mother's crying to me. The, she ran away, and I, I've done these enough. I said, just okay, don't worry about it. God, God is up to something, because I knew this kid, the enemy was at work, and the Lord was going to do something. Well, when I would go to the meetings, uh, like uh, it was a couple of days, a weekend actually, uh, event. She would be sitting outside by herself against the wall while everybody was going in down there. And this little, she had her headset on. And every time I walked by and I sat down and I'd say to her, what are you listening to? And I had no idea what the name of it. It was just a lot of noise. <laughs> and, and, I sat with, and I sat with her and just said, wow, that's, that sounds pretty cool, you know. You're, you're. She didn't say too much to me for the first day or two. By the third day, there was more of a little bit of reaction. By Sunday night, the close of the service, the close of the weekend, I get an altar call, and from the back of the church, here comes this little girl. She's weeping. And she comes up, and she accepts Christ. I called her mother up and I said, here's your daughter. It, it was just a simple act of kindness. A simple try to connect with people that are wounded so that you can reach out to them. This church is going to grow. It's going to bring in lots of different people. When we were in the hood, we would have prayer meetings and they would cry out for the prostitutes, the drug addicts, the criminals. That was the prayer. Well, you know who came into the church? The prostitutes, the criminals. It, it was, they, they all started coming in. The people in the church started complaining because some of them were losing their pocketbooks or iPhones because the way the church used to be, they could leave it there for days. Nobody ever took it. But now we had all of these folks coming in, and you had a change. But they didn't like the change. They, 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 like, Pastor Tony, like, people smell. Who did you ask the Lord to bring into the house? The Lord is answering your prayers. Now get your bag and keep it next to you until God does work in their lives. <laughs> I have come to call I have not come to call the righteous to repentance, but sinners to repentance. And the harvest is plentiful. And the laborers they're few. We we need to know that the fishing season is officially open. And we are going to seek out 
the people that come around us, the people that are in your pond, in your stream, look and ask the Lord, who, Lord, is drawing near to you like a Zacchaeus hanging off the tree? Jesus sees him. The guy is extending himself trying to find Jesus. If that's a person at work, you need to invite him to dinner. Go out to breakfast. Listen. Don't be quick to, to preach. Have ready your testimony. Briefly have it ready. Don't give him the whole full version of 90 minutes. Have your abbreviated testimony ready for somebody that might ask, what makes you different? Know what a prayer of salvation is. To be able to know that you say to them, do you accept Jesus' death and resurrection for the forgiveness of your sins? Do you accept him as Lord and Savior? Amen. And then follow up. Don't leave them hanging. That's why it's important for us to have home groups and life groups. We've increased the life groups, and you'll be hearing about it more next week. But our, our life groups, the opportunity for you to go to a life group and, and increase. We have five new life groups starting up that you can get plugged in. And you bring somebody over that house, for, for, and you let the, the life group leader know we're bringing somebody in. And you, so that we can minister to them, listen to them, and, and, and allow yourself to reach them at the depth and the level where they're at. God is up to something significant here. I've known it from the time I come back. I know God is up to something, and he wants to uh, grow us as a people. This is his heart. My father is prolific. He is an absolute wants to, he wants all to be saved. And, and this church is mature enough to reproduce. It is, it is, it needs to reproduce. It needs to, to reach out and touch. So this morning I want to pray that the Lord would, would bless uh, this house with fruitfulness. And that each of us would, would break out of fear. You don't, you don't have to go deep sea fishing if you want to fish from the shore. You can even cut bait. If, if you're impossible as a fisherman, then, then cut bait. Pray. How to, reach out. You know, bring the right cookies to the home group. Whatever. Bring, do, reach out and do something that in your heart you're saying, I want to reach. I want to seek. I want to see the lost saved. Together we could do this. Individually, Joy and Steve can't do this. I couldn't do it on Goodman and Bay in the city without a church that was willing to sacrifice their comfort to reach the loss. And it, and it got uncomfortable. Our, our rugs were a total mess the how, the, because all of our money went to, into a building that would give a community center for uh, the, the inner city which is, I'm celebrating 10 years of its existence this October. God, God has done incre incredible because of the faithfulness of, of a pastor who gave a word to keep that word and to share that word and for the community to say, let's do it. We can do this. We can do this. Father, I pray a blessing upon these.
that's hear my voice and that this day the anointing of fishers of men would come upon this house like never before, yes. that they would seek out the lost, yes. that you would be able to come and redeem the lost around this area. There are areas, Lord, of new homes going up, new communities going up, new people coming in and buying houses where we could reach out simply and easily. There are people who are suffering loss, that are suffering heartache, that need to be the compassion of the Lord to interrupt their funerals, to be able to say, we love you enough to walk with you to, to new health and to new vision for the future. Yeah. Lord, we, we need your compassion. We need a compassion for the lost. We need to see them and not be critical of them, prepare them into the kingdom. We trust in you to do this for each one of us, Lord Jesus. Fill this house. Fill it to double and triple its size. Allow the Spirit of the Lord to bring the abundance of the harvest into this house. And we ask this in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. If you agree with me, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you'd like to find out more of what's happening here at New Hope, please contact newhopecom.org or download additional messages from our podcasts.